0: Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh, and he's making his grand return to the podcast after celebrating at a Christmas party. Instead of joining his co-host, his name is Alex. Alex, how are you? I'm doing well.
1: Um, I didn't expect to be brought in that quickly. I hope everyone had a great holidays and uh, is looking forward to the new year. Giants play on the first of the new year. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens for this team. Can they make the playoffs on home so- uh, on home soil, uh, on home ground, whatever you want to say. Um, and I'm just excited, man. Unfortunately, can't go to the game, but really wanted to go to the game uh, this weekend because I think it's going to be a great atmosphere uh, and we'll see how everything ends up for the Giants. But this is a obviously playoff style game, you know, must win game type scenario, even though it's not really must win. Um, but it is must win. Um, it depends on how you look at it. And Giants are getting some key pieces back, possibly in the secondary specifically. Um, and we'll get when we get to the injury report, you'll see this is probably the shortest injury report I've read <laughs> all season. So excited about that and uh, just excited to, you know, look into uh, what this game is going to be about and, you know, preview this episode or preview this game. I'm Alex, it's all took all over a- the place.
0: It took us three seasons to get to this point, but in our third season of covering the New York Giants on this podcast, we finally have entered a space where the Giants are entering a game. In the implications that they win that game, they are in the NFL playoffs. It's a really big deal. Um, Again, it's our first ever podcast history kind of moment here. We've been doing this podcast since 2020. It's about to be 2023 in only a few days. So, really big moments, not just for the Giants but hopefully if they are able to clinch this weekend um, it's a big moment I guess for our podcast as well Alex because we can say we're gonna be a playoff pod it's pretty crazy stuff like the Giants I mean thinking about it we've been doing this podcast for a long time um, three seasons like I said and and they're they're almost there they're almost there so when I say they're almost there let's go over the scenarios here real quick obviously the I'm gonna say obviously the most obvious one obvious so many times whatever. Um, the most obvious scenario here for the New York Giants is they win. It's pretty freaking simple. They beat the Indian- Indianapolis Colts, um, which by the way, that team really does not have anything to play for more than their draft pick. And they get into an NFC wildcard spot. The last time the Giants clinched a playoff spot themselves with a win was ironically on New Year's Day, January 1st of yep, 2012. Um, when they beat the Dallas Cowboys and they won the NFC East. Um, Alex, we all know what happened in that year of 2012 uh, once they were able to clinch that playoff spot. Anyway, let's continue from that. Um, The other scenarios when it comes to the first playoff berth in six years for the Giants this Sunday would be, again, they beat the Colts or Washington Commanders lose and the Seattle Seahawks lose or the Washington Commanders lose, the Detroit Lions lose, and the Green Bay Packers lose, and then there's one more, a Lions loss, a Seahawks loss, a Packers loss. We don't want it to have to come down to that. There is no reason that this team should go in home, uh, or I guess come uh, to MetLife Stadium where they are at home after the team has you know, praised their fans and Wanted their applause throughout the whole week. The stadium should be packed, like you said, Alex. You know, Wink Martin down his presser mentioned getting fans there. Saquon Barkley tweeted earlier in the week to get fans there. It's going to be crowded, it's going to be loud. People are going to be expecting a Giants win, um, not only because they're Giants fans, not only because they want a playoff berth uh, or they want a playoff spot, I should say, but because they know that the Giants are the favored team in this matchup. And I don't want to say it's not going to be hard or it shouldn't be hard, but with this team and even with the roster that they have, the New York Giants should win this football game. And I think there's no doubt about that. And I think you would really rightly, you know, even though throughout this podcast, we have our points of going back and forth and disagreeing with each other, Alex, my friend, my co-host, I'm sure you can really come right here hop in and back me up on this, that there is no reason the Giants should go into this game on Sunday and lose. No reason. They should go in here and maybe they don't absolutely dominate and crush the Indianapolis Colts. They they 100% should win this football game. No doubt about it.
1: Yeah, I mean I agree with you the Giants you know they need to be winning a football game like this one uh, if they want to be even competitive in the playoffs. the Giants aren't gonna thrash anyone uh, no matter how bad they are. Uh, we saw that when we played the Texans who were awful at the time we barely beat them um, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna see this Giants team win by 20 30 points um, but you could see them win in you know by two scores or more. I think you know a lot of these scenarios that are the you know Giants lose but this happens scenarios are actually quite likely um, you know Washington lost Washington is playing the Browns who are um, you know looking a little bit better as of late I guess uh, and Seattle's playing the Jets so that's a tough one Detroit is playing Chicago Green Bay is playing the Vikings so there are some scenarios here that are definitely possible but I think the easiest and best one for this Giants team for confidence is And, you know, just all things all around is just to beat the Colts and you get in. And I think that's basically as simple as it is. And no one should be talking about any other scenario.
0: Yes, thank you. That's exactly my point. There is no reason to we should be going into this game like, okay, let's hope for a Detroit loss, a Washington loss, a Green Bay loss. Like we don't need to go through the entire NFC to figure out the Giants getting in. It's so freaking simple. Win this football game, and this is really the thing that sets the Giants team apart from other teams in the NFL. The New York Giants—they don't have this clutch factor, and this is something that we've seen the Giants lose in its history. Although Alex and I haven't been alive for many of those appearances, you know, we've only been alive for seventeen for Alex, eighteen years. Um, he's a little bit older than me. Uh, but we know that in the Giants' history, these type of games to clinch the playoffs have been tough. And it's been more likely uh, that this team is able to get in um, through other teams losing, which is like kind of what Alex just went through and I went through the teams itself. Look at 2016, for example, right? That was a really good Giants team and a pairing between Eli Manning and Odell Beckham. They didn't get in because they won. They got in because like the Buccaneers beat the Saints or whatever it was. So let's take into account the scenario they have. They're facing Nick Foles. A veteran quarterback, sure. It's not their original starter, Matt Ryan. They've gone through, what is it now, three quarterbacks this season. A head coaching change that's really stirred up their locker room. And at first, yes, the team was uniting, it seemed like, uh, with Jeff Saturday, a new head coach in the building. But after that kind of first week or so, it's been back to downhill. Anyway, I'm not going to, you know, like we already kind of addressed the elephant in the room here. It's a winnable game. It's a must-win game really, because I don't want to have to rely on other teams losing. It's stupid. I don't want to look to that. So anyway, I already talked about it. But yes, Nick Foles was announced as a Colt starter for the remainder of the season by Jeff Saturday on this past Monday, the 26th of December. Um, and that's really all the news we have about the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, besides when we go to the players to watch, it's like kind of like the breaking news, unless we want to go through their injury reports. If there anyone that's big on their injury I don't believe there's game. anyone significant now but yeah. for
1: the Giants there definitely are uh, yeah. some significant players on the injury report um, Brian Dable on Monday did kind of hint at the possibility that Dory Jackson would be at practice this week uh, with a chance to play on Sunday and also um, that there was nothing really new on Xavier McKinney at the time um, and we'll get more to that later with the injury report The Steelers signed Tay Crowder off the Giants practice squad, so he will be uh, heading to Pittsburgh. Um, That was on Tuesday. And uh, Brian Dable confirmed that Shane Lemieux was going to be put on IR uh, on Wednesday, meaning he is out for the rest of the season. A couple of additions here for the Giants on their practice squad uh, and on the 53-man roster. The Giants added uh, to their linebacking room, Uh, Jared Davis off the Lions practice squad, he's 6'1", 245, Uh, spent five of his six NFL seasons with the Lions, he played for the Jets in 2021, turned 28 last month, uh, has played in 67 regular season games with 50 starts uh, with 327 tackles, 217 solo, 10.5 sacks, 23 QB hits, 7 forced fumbles, 3 fumble recoveries, 10 passes defended, and one interception, um, and Davis is also also has six special teams tackles, uh, so he could be helpful in that department if they decide to bring him up, bring him up, excuse me, from the practice squad. And the Giants also claimed O lineman Wyatt Davis off of waivers uh, from the Cardinals, and waived Chris Myrek before he cleared waivers and rejoined the Giants practice squad. You're probably thinking, why Davis? That sounds familiar. That's because he was on the Giants. He returned to the Giants, um, and it was not really a surprise uh, that Myrick was let go, considering that Bellinger and Vanette were more involved in the past couple weeks. Um, But he is now on the practice squad, as we mentioned. But Davis has returned um, to the Giants, probably back on the 53, uh, most likely because they want to have the rights to sign him in free agency which they now have uh with uh this signing and uh waving of chris myrick um, and then Adoree jackson and aziz Ojalari participated in practice on wednesday both were limited uh and then we'll get into the injury reports in a minute um josh do you have some stuff from brian dable regarding xavier mckinney
0: Yeah, I do have some stuff on Brian Dable when it comes to Xavier McKinney. Before I do that, Alex just ran through a ton of information there. So let's break this down a little bit more with the Wyatt Davis news. Um, The reason for, or sorry, not the reason for, but you mentioned how the 53-man roster, so because of Lemieux getting added to the IR officially, so that opens up that spot, meaning they only had 52 guys on the roster. Davis getting added to the roster, that makes it 53. So yeah, he's already on the active roster. Um, then you look to, with these few people injured, we'll have to see what happens. Obviously now it take Crowder off the practice squad onto the Steelers active roster with them signing him. Uh, the Giants brought in this Jared Davis guy to the um, the practice squad. Davis already of playing this, you know, already have been a, oh my gosh, what was I going to say? Already like starting this year and playing on a team and an active roster. He is fit to very much. Uh, and could very well get elevated off the practice squad to the active roster for this game, especially because it's in New Jersey and it's kind of easier for the Giants to make that move instead of having to like figure out, activate him probably a little bit earlier if they had to travel because then he would have to fly um, and, and you know, kind of practice with the team. He's also a veteran in the league. He's been in the league for a few years, so it's not so much. Sure, he has to learn about the playbook and stuff, but he knows what he's doing. This isn't like an undrafted rookie uh, this season. So, just keep an eye out for Davis, uh, the 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 Jared Davis, not the Wyatt Davis. He's already on the, the roster, but Jared Davis, keep an eye on him because he could very well get activated uh, for this game at the linebacker position on Sunday. Besides that, I think Alex, you you did perfectly fine, kind of going through everything. I just wanted to clear some stuff up. Okay, Brian Dable. Now he talked about Xavier McKinney today when we're recording this on Thursday, and he said specifically this amazing news amazing news uh they active the giants being uh them activated xavier mckinney today thursday uh the 29th of december he's on he was on the field for practice today um he was starting on the scout team so here's the deal now by activating mckinney he has a 21 day practice window that has opened uh they want to see what he can do he's not going to play this sunday um at least uh, it, Art Stapleton tweeted at northjersey.com that Brian Dable didn't shut the door on him not playing this Sunday. I, it's unlikely, but it is still possible, is what it he's sounds like. He's not playing on
1: Sunday. Yeah, it's unlikely. No, no one. Well, he hasn't. He been is ruled not out playing yet, on so. Sunday.
0: I'm Alex. I don't even. I'm not even going to say the unlucky. Right. He's not playing on Sunday. He just right. got activated today. It's Thursday. Josh is today. Josh is
1: putting out the. Or uh, er, he's putting out the game statuses early, guys. Don't worry about it.
0: Listen, if he plays, come on the podcast on Sunday. Prove me wrong. I don't care. He's not playing. He's coming back to practice today. This is one day of practice after missing months of the season. You're telling me he's going to practice today. Practice tomorrow. Do they have practice on Saturday? I don't think so. Right? Because it's the day before a game. It's no. like walkthroughs tomorrow just just tomorrow yeah right so there is no way in two days practice worth that they're missing months with the broken hand uh that he's just going to be like yeah go in there and play a few snaps i I I don't expect it at all so i think i'm saying with my knowledge of the game uh Mm. and his injury status xavier mckinney is going to be out this Mm. sunday next week though we'll have to see what the giants and their playoff hopes uh are at that point uh, we could see him back next Sunday for a few snaps if the Giants are in the right place and they've already clinched the playoff spot. Maybe they, you know, they they start mostly backers, but at least they get him in to kind of get more acclimated to the style and the, the how fast the NFL moves, right? Um, so for when, hopefully, if, if I should say, if they are in the playoffs, um, then he's kind of ready to go. But we'll see how it goes in McKinney. I think out this week, maybe next week, uh, we might see him in there. Okay, Alex, take it away with your Giants injury report. Yeah, um, one more thing. Uh,
1: McKinney will wear like a, con- a contraption st- tie style thing on his left hand, like a club type thing. We don't really know exactly what it looks like yet. Um, and that's according to art similar Skatenton to like well.
0: Similar to like JPP's thing, I think, right?
1: Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see what that looks like as well. But
0: if JPP I were to JPP guess- being Jason Pierre Paul. Sorry, I just want to clear this up too. Jason Pierre Paul, former New York Giant, firework, finger blown off thing. We we all know about it by yeah. now. But he wore that cast thing on his hand, the club, like yes. Alex said. That's what will happen with McKinney. Continue. Yeah. And, uh,
1: you know, we'll see what happens there. But I think the smartest thing would probably be to hold him back this game the next game and have him return uh, in the playoffs hoping that we're in there at this point I think Adore Jackson is the much more important player at this time considering the state of our corners at least we still have Julian Love at the safety spot uh, but we'll have to wait and see so for the injury report on Wednesday 12-28 the did not practice players was just Dexter Lawrence but that was a vet rest day so no need to be concerned at all uh, limited players on Wednesday were Dora Jackson with the knee, Aziz Ojolari ankle, and Leonard Williams with a neck. And the limited players were identical on Thursday, Jackson, Ojolari, and Williams. Uh, and hopefully all three of those guys will be able to suit up and play. I'd say Leonard Williams is the most likely to be able to suit up and play, uh, probably followed by Ojolari and Jackson. Both of those guys, I think, are more 50-50 at this point, um, just based on what we're hearing uh, from the Beat Reporters and from Brian Dable himself. Anyway, um, I think that's pretty much it for our Giants news. Um, looking forward to this Colts game, we'll have our predictions and players to watch in a minute, but first, let's do our NFL picks. Uh, last week, I went 9-6, and six, Josh went 8-7. and seven. Neither of our best weeks, um, but still a positive winning record, and that is always good. Uh, starting off with Thursday night football, Cowboys-Titans, Titans have their third string QB. We both have the Cowboys, Cardinals, Falcons. We both have the Cardinals, Dolphins, Patriots. We both have the Dolphins, Eagles, Saints. I have the Eagles. Josh is the Saints, Panthers, Buccaneers. I have the Bucs. Josh is the Panthers, Chiefs, Broncos, Country, Let's Ride. We're not riding with them. Uh, We both have the Chiefs, Bears, Lions. Uh, We both have the Lions, Browns, Commanders. I got the Browns. Josh is the Commanders, Jags, Texans. Uh, And we both have the Jags in that one
0: against the uh,
1: bottom of the NFL Texans, but they're on a one game win streak. So watch out.
0: You know what I saw, Alex, with the uh, Broncos country, let's ride the TikToker who throughout the weeks has updated us viewers on the amount of bathrooms that Russell Wilson has situation. Yeah, it's getting close. It's down to the wire. It's it's tied. It's tied. He, he tied it at 12. So Russell Wilson, in fact, has 12 bathrooms in his house. He also has 12 touchdown passes on the season. Pretty crazy. Even though they absolutely got completely beat last week uh, versus the Rams, right? Uh, you know, Russell Wilson was able to get that touchdown. points pass.
1: got dropped on them. Crazy. Broncos country, we tried. <laughs>
0: And Hackett's gone, um, as I'm sure everyone listening knows. But yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, head, former head coach of the Denver Broncos, finally fired. It took a while to get here. Um, but we'll have to see if it was just a one-year thing with Russ because of his coach or if he's just really washed now. But anyway, we'll, uh, you know, stay tuned this weekend. See if Russell Wilson finally clears the amount of bathrooms he has in his house uh, with the amount of touchdown pass he has on the season. Let's go to the four o'clock window of games this Sunday. We have the 49ers versus the Raiders coming up first. Both of the 49ers winning that one. Jets, Seahawks. Alex with the Jets uh, coming up victorious. I have the Seahawks winning. Vikings versus Packers. We both have the Vikings winning this game. Rams versus Chargers, which is the... Oh, just another four o'clock game. Excuse me. Uh, Alex has the Chargers winning. Rams, I have them winning this one. Steelers versus Ravens, which is the Sunday night football game uh, this upcoming weekend. New Year's Day, which I we should have added. It's New Year's Day. It's pretty fun. Uh, Steelers for Alex. Ravens is what I picked, and then Monday Night Football: Bills, Bengals. That's going to be a fun matchup. Both of the Bills winning though. Uh, we'll have to see how close that one gets. Okay, moving from the NFL picks now to our players to watch heading into this game. And then after the players to watch, I want to talk about, uh, you know, our final thoughts, obviously. But I do want to talk about Adore Jackson because I think that is a really big deal for the Shines team. And I'll explain why later. But our players to watch first, I'll start out with mine for the Colts. It's going to be Zaire Franklin. uh, Kind of a cop-out answer because the Colts haven't had many stars on offense or defense. Obviously, we know of Jonathan Taylor. The injury, unfortunately, leaves him out for the rest of the year. So can't pick him. But Zaire Franklin is who I go with. And he's a linebacker for the team. He's actually tied... Uh, fourth in the NFL with 150 tackles, meaning tied for you know the fourth most amount of tackles in the NFL. So Zaire Franklin is my Colts player to watch. All right, my Colts player to watch. This is for the defensive side of the ball of the Giants. Um,
1: Jelani Woods has been tearing it apart the past few weeks for the Colts. Really liked him in the draft. Had to you know get a little shout out here. Always like seeing my draft faves uh, doing well. Uh, And he's certainly one of them. He's just so big, so quick. um, And the Giants, you know, linebackers and safeties and, you know, NDBs are all going to have to deal with him. Michael Pittman is obviously their main target, but besides him, he's going to be the guy uh, that the Giants are going to have to focus on in the passing game uh, with Jonathan Taylor out for the Colts. Um, So we'll have to see what happens with that. And then speaking of Michael Pittman, Uh, The Giants are going to need someone who can cover him one-on-one, and that's why it's so important that Adore Jackson plays, and that's why I have him as my player to watch. Not only does he play, but he gets back right away to that form that we saw him in earlier in the season, Um, and those are my two players to watch. Josh, you want to do your Giants player to watch?
0: I will do my Giants player to watch. It's going to be Kayvon Thibodeau. He's going to be facing Bernard Raymond, who came in the same draft class as him this past year. He's a rookie. Um, And then the fifth year, Braden Smith on the opposite side. So we'll see how it goes for Kayvon. I think he's going to be really key here, especially to get pressure on Nick Foles. Um, And as we know, Nick Foles, he's not a huge runner. Nor he, I mean, yes, he has done it um, before. He's run a little bit, but um, he's not so mobile. I would say, Alex, in a, in a race, who's winning, Matt Ryan or Nick Foles? Because I think Matt Ryan's actually slower than Nick Foles, although I do you think th- I Nick mean,
1: Foles is quicker, but yeah. barely by like yeah. maybe a, a millisecond.
0: I know Matt Ryan's pretty, pretty slow. I think slower than Foles, but again, so if Kayvon can get pressure off the side, maybe he can get a sack or two, it would be amazing. Um, I think putting some pressure on Nick Foles to kind of release that ball quickly uh, would be a great thing. So Kayvon Thibodeau, my Giants player to watch. Alex, you already mentioned it because he was your player to watch for the Giants and Dory Jackson. I want to talk about him because the Giants have faced some really good wide receivers so far this year, some of them being like Justin Jefferson last week, some of them being um, and Adam Thielen, um, some of them being, sorry, really good. And without Adore Jackson, the Giants have had to face them. This Colts team is like one of the best teams the Giants could face when it comes to wide receivers when getting Adore Jackson back. Because if he does play, he's coming off injury. And yes, Michael Pittman, he's like a pretty good wide receiver one. But he's not like a top tier wide receiver in the NFL. If there's kind of like a settling down game where Dory Jackson has to go one on one with the wide receiver, I pick Michael Pittman out of a lot of other guys in the NFL. I think Alex are starting to understand like what I'm saying here. Um I don't you know, think he's a
1: wide receiver one on pretty much any team besides the Giants, Colts, or like Bears, uh if we're being completely exactly. honest. I think he's more of a wide receiver two uh caliber player, at least at the moment. Hey, who knows? He could develop more. Um he has shown bright spots this year, but I do think he's more of a wide receiver too. He's a high-end wide receiver too. Uh, Really, shouldn't be your wide receiver one. Of course, us as Giants fans can't really be talking.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm not trying to like come at him or anything, but I I, and this might sound really insulting, but it's just I think kind of like a good rehab assignment type game for Adoree Jackson to come back in and face a guy like Michael Pittman and could could you know adjust him well back to the NFL speed of things. Sort of like I was saying with McKinney if he comes back next week. And then besides that, you got Paris Campbell and you got Alec Pierce being there two and three. Now, again, these Giants cornerbacks like Fabian Moreau, uh, like Nick McLeod have stepped up like CB1 and 2s. So they're kind of already used to facing top tier talent. So they should already be bringing their A game from the last few weeks if they have already been doing that. And facing guys like Campbell and Pierce, it shouldn't be that difficult for them. What I'm basically going at is having um, Adoree Jackson back, as we know, is super big having our CB1 back, but not even that. Facing a wide receiver group that's not super good, we should be able to shut these wide receivers down. I mean, I'm excited, honestly, going into this game. I'm going to be nervous the day of, but right now we're recording. We're going over their roster. I'm excited. I think the Giants defense, if they really lock in, can shut this team down offensively.
1: All right. And now moving to our game predictions, I'm going to go with a 20 to 13 Giants win Uh, I think it's going to be closer than people think. It's always closer than people think. Um, And I think the Giants do end up clinching a playoff berth uh, on New Year's Day. And it'll be a great New Year's gift for all of us. Um, And hopefully I'm speaking it into existence and it happens. But I do think it's going to be a tougher game than people think.
0: Alex, I'm right there with you, and I think it's going to even be a closer game than you think. Um, I'm going with a score line of 24-20. Giant, giants nearly edge out the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have to see what happens on Sunday, uh, but some stuff you can do to help us out before we get to that point is subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening. Rate us five stars on those platforms as well. To find a bunch of places to listen to the podcast, go to shippystudios.com slash the giant take. You can follow us on our social media accounts Twitter and TikTok at the Giant Take Pod, Instagram and Facebook at the Giant Take Podcast. Alex, he's on Twitter at Anorian23. I'm on Twitter at Josh 29 And um, you can also check out a bunch of things that I just said in the podcast notes down below. Um, yeah, Giants can, can uh, clinch a playoff spot this Sunday. So. Super exciting stuff. Alex, take us out. Thank you, everyone, for listening
1: to today's episode of the Giant Take Podcast. And we'll see you after the new year. Everyone, have a great New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. Uh, and hopefully, we'll see you with a Giants team in the playoffs. Peace.